Hello and welcome to the Scene to Scene podcast. I am your host, Valerie Complex, associate editor and film writer at Deadline. On today's episode, we're talking to director, writer, producer, and actress Jennifer Esposito. And we're going to be talking about her new film, directorial debut, Fresh Kills. Now, Jennifer Esposito has been in the business for 25 years. She's a SAG Critics' Choice and Hollywood Foreign Press Award recipient. She's appeared in over 60 film and television productions, including Paul Higgins' award-winning film Crash, A Summer of Sam, directed by Spike Lee, and the Russo Brothers' film Welcome to Collinwood. Some of her television work includes Spin City, Samantha Who, Blue Bloods, The Affair, The Boys, and Nora from Queens. And she's really been all over the map. One of the most consistently great working actresses in Hollywood. Now, Jennifer makes her writing and directing debut with Fresh Kills, in which she produced and plays a supporting role in. She was also one of the first to introduce NFTs as a fundraising tool uh, for independent cinema. Now, Fresh Kills is a story about the daughters of the LaRusso family who struggled to break the unspoken code of the women behind the men in the mob world of Staten Island in the 1980s and early 1990s. Unlike any mob movie you've ever seen before, Fresh Kills reveals the women behind the men. It tells a story never told about the violence, fear, and unspoken rules dictating who these women are and who they're allowed to become. Now, Esposito was looking for a new way to tell a transgressive story about women within a narrative that's familiar to Hollywood and known to be dominated by men and overt violence. Now, in talking with the actress director, we're going to be discussing her growing up in Brooklyn, which inspired the story of Fresh Kills. We're going to be talking about the film's uh, Tribeca debut because it, you know, premiered at Tribeca this past uh, spring. And the challenges that she's had with finding a distributor for the film six months later. This is going to be an action-packed discussion. So with that said, let's get into it. Con? Yeah. Is Dad an honest man? What? An honest man. Would you get that from Rose? Did your friend ask you that? What'd you say? How you doing? Um, it's been hard. Um, you know, navigating the different things that are going on and yeah. um sort of towing the line between yeah. journalists and storyteller has been quite something. I can't even imagine. I, <laughs> it, uh, I can't, yeah. I, you, and you know, to speak truly or honestly or what you feel, it's just, this just so much. It's just yeah. so much. It's really, you know, it's it's been in quite heavy, but I'm trying to, you know, keep positive, speaking to yeah. my friends, speaking to people like you, speaking truth to yeah. power, as they say, as much as I can. It feels um, endless. It feels endless. It does. <laughs> it's always it really it's something. Every time I think we make like a little bit of movement and you go, oh, wait. Oh, look at all that that trash to file. Like, yeah, I know. It's like, you know, and your hands up and just like, damn, well, shit. Like, here we go again. It always feels like starting from the beginning again. 
Absolutely. You know, if I can say, you know, I, 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 it was funny because three or four women said to me in one afternoon and you being one of them, like, what, what are we doing anymore? <laughs> what are we all doing? And it was another filmmaker. It was like a, a bunch of women that are really like doing something, but the struggle is so massive. And the, 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 the moat keeps getting bigger and more filled with junk. And it's just, and I, you know, someone said to me, what are those, one of those women said, well, it's because, you know, we haven't, we have like a job to do. We we're, we're, we're supposed to be, you know, fighting this fight. And, you know, it, it, I was like, whatever, I don't want to hear it. And then I started to really think about it. And I, I thought, you know, I really do think it's a responsibility of people who can see through the crazy, who have a clear vision of, of, of art and equality and peace and rights. And I really do think it's become a responsibility of us to, to stay the course. It's not easy. It's not anything I'd, I'd like in your right mind want to sign up, sign up for. But if I look at it in that way, it kind of feels like, um, it feels a little less brutal. It right. feels a little less, um, violent and it just like okay this is what I'm supposed to be doing so I mean because you're still here I mean you've been in the industry for you know as long as I've been watching tv 30 years um, I remember you know yeah. growing up watching you on television wow it's crazy I mean I'm not you know and you have you're one of those people who's who I consider to be, and I was having this conversation the other day with a friend of mine. Um, the people who have been in this industry who have sort of established a, a long legacy of good work, consistency. We were talking about you, Carla Gugino, um, Giancarlo Esposito, and just like people who have been in this industry for a long time and just constantly always grinding and just doing good work and constantly employed and I just want to start by asking like how have you you're you're still here you're still doing this thing how have you managed to navigate and maintain a little bit of sanity along with that if you know if I'm saying yeah I, right. I you know I who who like mortgages their house and says yeah I'm gonna make this movie against every single odd right <laughs> I don't know. So I don't know if it's sanity, but I, I know <laughs> I, I honestly, it's like, it because, you know, you have to ask yourself, you keep getting punched in the face. It's like, why am I still here? Like, I always think of myself as either like those cockroaches, like when you, you open the, you open the cabin, it's like, they're still here. Like, didn't, right, right. <laughs> you, didn't we raid you? Like, are you done? And like, there they are. Or like the boxer who hit, hits the ground like so many times is bleeding it's like stay down um and it's funny because you say and I thank you like you've been in the business a long time you've done such great work to me 
I see a lot of pain, a lot of struggle, a lot of, uh, a lot of things I had to do mm-hmm. to, to make a living. And it was never the work I really wanted to do and knew what I was capable of doing after mm-hmm. Sam with Spike Lee, which was fucking incredible for a young woman coming out of school. And, um, yeah, after that, I, I got I got slaughtered by a very, very, very Harvey Weinstein-esque producer. And I got like just blackballed and I was just kind of tossed aside and and it was really devastating. So sadly, you know, knowing what I know now, I kept myself in the trauma for so many years. And so I don't think I was able to see so much goodness. I look back now and there were definitely jobs that I am grateful for every job because it put food on my table, but um, where I was really artistically fulfilled, it wasn't many. And, and, and I hate to say that and sound like I'm complaining. This is a very personal thing. It's like, I just, I just, you've seen my movie when I'm capable of doing something like that, that's been in me the whole time to sort of, show up on a set and say some words it just was never my path and it it shouldn't have been I wanted to be a filmmaker and wanted to go to NYU but my family they were like we don't have any money don't like we I don't know what to tell you so I you know I put myself through acting school and that's I also didn't see any film female filmmakers so it was like I, I guess that's not what I'm supposed to do so I I look back and see a lot of pain, a lot of struggle, um, some definite, you know, peaks and and valleys. And um, I do, I, I am amazed that I am still here. I did try and get out at one point and I tried like, you know, do other things creatively. And I had a bakery and I was writing books and all to do with health. And again, helping because um, of what I was seeing with my own health and and honestly, the the pull and the relentless nagging of this film in my head, and you can do more, and you're better than this, and like you can do it, just keep doing it, and then you know, seeing what was around, and then getting back into it, and like you know, yeah, they want you to come and read to play the 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 cop of like, you know, the show that you'll be sixth on the call. Please come in and read these six lines to play the cop. And I was like, I, I can send you like seven days worth of me playing a cop. I, I, I can't be here still. Like, I don't, Mm -hmm. don't understand. So I really got really I was so tired of hearing myself complain about the business and where women are and and where I was. And it was just like, no one cares, Jennifer. No one cares. No one cares. <laughs> so, so like do something or shut up because I'm tired of hearing it. So right, other right. people have got to be tired of hearing it. So I, that's what I did. I sat down. I think it was, you know, I've been writing this thing for a long, Fresh Kills for a long time, but it really was about five years ago, six years ago that I said, I'm either going to do this or I'm quitting. And every single day I did something, I made myself do something that would push me forward, whatever it was, whether it be, you know, read a book about, about, about uh, writing a screenplay, whether it be, you know, reading another script that was in the vein of like what, 
I wanted to do with Fresh Kills. If it was writing two pages, writing six lines, rewriting something, making someone read it, you know, whatever it was, um, I did it. But yeah, it's it's it, I do look at it and say, wow, I'm I'm still here. I'm I'm at, I'm still here. But it it definitely hasn't been easy. And I think I have to say, Fresh Kills was a very healing thing for me to do. Um, I was for just me to ask. Um, yeah. it seems like, and you know, when I when went to the premiere at Tribeca and everything, you, it just almost seemed like you breathed a sigh of relief, like, my goodness, <laughs> it's, yeah. out. it's out. And, you know, now it's, it belongs to, it belongs to you and it belongs to the people now. Yeah. Um, I imagine how cathartic that was for you, because it also ties back to different points in your life growing up in New York. Can you talk a little bit about that? Yes, 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 yes. So like I told you briefly, like that little that thing that happened to me when I was, you know, 25, 26 coming out of Summer Sam and things kind of exploded to me for at that point to be like kind of shelved. It was, um, like I said, traumatizing to an extent that I couldn't even begin. But I kept that trauma, unfortunately, because the business never let me forget it as well. You know, you get a label and they put a stamp on your head and that's it. And doing fresh kills was was healing because it was a gift to the 25 year old that kind of got her legs chopped off and so i gave her back not only her legs but a voice and the essence of what fresh kills is is exactly that finding a voice in a world that tells you not to have one and i felt like that not only in the business but being female and see rights go and you know we we talk about the stuff you know in other circumstances you know of about trying to fight for equality and all and I just felt like the rage and the anger and the trauma was just so much that it all went into this story in Fresh Kills and it 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 it, it is um very it, it does take place in a mafia world but that's not really what it's about to me. It's 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 really about, again, finding this voice in a world that is not conducive for you to have one. It's better stay down, stay low, keep quiet, and that's what we're told. And um, so, but but going back to, I grew up around seeing a lot of mafia uh, um, uh, families around me. And the young women who were my age, you know, we were kids and the fights, the violence I saw from the women much more than the, than the guys. I mean, they were, you know, fighting, but not, not anywhere near as visceral and as raw and as dark as the women. And it, it stayed with me. And I, I, you know, I ran and, and then had to get tough and then, you know, I, I was uh, I was scared a lot of the time growing up, and then I was scared in my own house for different reasons. But that really stayed with me. And the question was always, why is everyone so angry? Why are women so angry? And you know, I chalked it up to, well, I guess it's because they understand what their father does. And and then as I left um, Brooklyn and Staten Island. Um, I realized that that anger I recognized in myself. And I thought, it's not really 
I don't think it's about who their family is. It's that they're in that family and they had no choice. They had no choice in the matter. And I thought that I get, that I get, that I feel deeply because I didn't sign up for this being born female. I didn't, I didn't sign up to, you know, maybe not have a seat at the table. And I didn't sign up for that. I didn't sign up for my body autonomy to be, be taken autonomy to be taken I didn't I didn't I didn't sign up for that and um and so that's where that came from so to be able to finally put this out in the world this massive undertaking and 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 it was also a sigh of relief because Val anything that could go wrong right. <laughs> just about wrong went wrong like oh my god everything and anything and you know so it was a sigh of relief um to finally get it out there and then you know even so much as like them going through the process of of film festivals and thinking like oh this is where it's based on merit it's like oh no it's not (laughs) it's like rude awakening like, how do you not know this, Jennifer? And it was like, ah, okay. Like, you know, there's not enough slots because so-and-so's buying up all the slots and we have to place this there. And did you did you call so-and-so to make sure so-and-so watches your film? It's like, no, I just submitted it on Film Freeway and paid my fee. Doesn't that mean everybody's going <laughs> to watch my film? Like, no, asshole, it's really not. And I had no clue, no clue. So it was a it was a, a a rude awakening, a learning curve, uh, therapy, and like all of that, like wrapped up into one. What's like what's like one or two things that you were shocked to learn on this journey about yourself, right? Yeah. yeah. And then one or two things that you were shocked to learn about directing and you know getting the film sort of out there. I think that'll be a good, it'll be good to hear for people who are aspiring directors, who are women, who are sort of navigating this industry to hear from you. Well, first on a personal level, what I, what I discovered about myself is that I can fucking do it. And that, that is fucking huge because throughout your career and especially you're an actress and I say that with my air quotes and then they put you in though, well, this is the box you fit in pretty maybe sexy but I was told ethnic in the beginning but now I'm not you know ethnic enough but now I'm not this enough but now I'm getting older and all the boxes and then you know you come out and you say oh well now I have something that I want to write and direct and people don't even they don't I they can't even hide their laughter it's like okay next like no, (laughs) no one cares no one cares no one cares so it was like they I mean literally I was like the only hands clapping in the room, like you, you can do this, Jennifer. And it was like, it was so, it was so painfully hard so many times. I mean, months, year. And to be able to say, look at it and go, I can fucking do this. I know what I'm talking about. I know what I did. I know what I'm capable of. And nobody can take that away from me now. Nobody, nobody. So that's one. Number two was, I really, I understand why I felt very misplaced in my career for so many years is because this is really where I should have been. 
I don't ever think of when I get a role, like just the role. I look at the big picture and the story and the I, I ask the whys and the why does this look like this? And how about if my bedroom is like this color and what? Because it would mean this if she's has the 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 couch this way. And people don't want that when they're hiring an actress to show up, be cute, say your lines. Now it makes so much sense to me because I'm supposed to be doing this. I'm supposed to be on the other side of the camera. I'm supposed to be creating the world. I'm supposed to be so, I have to say, the most beautiful part of this was the creating being on set and even though we were in covid we had no money we were in february in new york i had an incompetent producer that first one who was like not paying people like awful 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 i have to say the joy and the ease and the beauty was in the work and that that was a gift that was a gift and what I would say to aspiring um females in this it's very sad to me that the 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 slogan women helping women because I haven't found it to be altogether true mm. sadly speak on it let's shake the oh, on that. oh I could speak on it for a long time <laughs> But I will say on a positive note, when you do find the ones that back up that slogan, oh my God, if I didn't find my female producer who came on mid, mid shoot and literally got, I could cry, got in the hole with me and, and helped dig me out, I would not be here. I would not be here. So hang on to those women that see you, that get you, that will champion you without maybe a huge reward at the end of the, the end of the day. And she said to me, I can't, yes, I love this script and I love what you're doing. And I, I, I couldn't be here if I didn't, but I also couldn't allow to see this go down and another female go down the way, because like I said, this bad producer really put me in a hole. So I, it's for anyone to get in this hole with me, she did, she did. And I will never forget it. And it was it was her and then it was her, her partner, which was another female. And then the one producer that I had there was two producers in the beginning and another one of the one of the two the woman still around still punching still so here's the thing i think i i used to get really angry at the slogan women helping women and get really angry at a lot of women that say a lot of things and then you don't see it in their actions but here's the thing i i really have have come to a place of compassion because I get it. There's so few spots and I get it. We're so conditioned to compete and we're so conditioned to, to make the adversary and our other female counterpart and, you know, have to keep your spot. I, I, I have compassion for it. I see it. I get it. That's how we were raised. That's how our culture is. I get it. But if, 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 if we all actually got on the same page as females, 
we literally could change it all. I truly, truly believe that just by seeing what we were able to do with this movie that should have died probably five, six times. And there's, and there was me and three other women. So I, 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 I just really think that we could change it, but I think there's a lot of healing and a lot of growing that needs to happen. And even just seeing it, because some women still don't see it, you know, some women still don't see, you know, the writing on the wall, which is, you know, everyone in, in their time, but it, it's frightening almost. You know, when we talk about like, when we talk about like things on a technical level, who would you say are some of your, your, who, who, who are you, the people that you admire, the folks that, you know, you try to channel while directing Fresh Kills? Because you, you actually have, in my personal opinion, as a film critic, you do something with that, you know, very few first-time directors are able to do, which is sort of establish a style that is unique to you. Um, and that could be from years of experience, you know, on sets and different things like that and having a very clear vision, working on it for a long time or whatever. But I'm curious to know if there was any inspirations there uh, that you held dear while, you know, getting behind the camera, directing actors, setting up scenes and things like that and being in them at the same time. Yeah, I tell you, uh Barry Jenkins, Barry Jenkins, first, second, and third Barry Jenkins. I, I, I don't even know what to say. I, I am such a I, moonlight. Literally, blew me away. I got to go to a screening, and I, I watched this movie, and I, I don't know what it was. It was, it just kind of, it pushed me in such a way. And I I don't normally do this. I he was there. And I like I went, I don't even remember walking over to him. I rem like it, I was just like all of a sudden I was like behind him. <laughs> I was like I floated. I, I I had to speak to him. And I said, I, you know, I was I started to talk to him and and specifically, I was like, and when the camera was here and then and then how you you were there, but you didn't you didn't force us to feel anything. And I started to talk to him like that. And he said, are you directing? You should be directing. And 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 nobody really knew that I really wanted. This was a dream of mine to be a filmmaker. And when he said that to me, he probably doesn't even remember, but it hit me so so big and so bold that the fact that he even saw me and and listened to what I had to say and validated he didn't even know what he was doing but somewhere in me it 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 made me go in a tiny voice maybe you could do it maybe you can do it maybe you could do it he he acknowledges you seeing something that maybe others didn't. It was so huge to me that I it, I studied Moonlight like you would not believe because I I had had you know this fresh kills this idea in my mind for a very long time and and the setup was always to take her through her life 
But when I saw Moonlight and how he executed seeing these three phases in this person's life, I went and read that script from front to back, from back to front. If you look at his script and my script and you look at like where, you know, this inciting incident, where this is what page, this is, it's it, you can literally lay fresh kills over it because I studied it like it was the Bible. And then I went and read every single thing I could get my hands on about the feel and the, what 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 camera they used, what why, what why he was doing certain shots, why he chose certain music, why all of it. I read all of it all of it, all of it, all of it. I ate it up. And I mean, I honestly, I keep telling my agents like, please, can we send this to Barry Jenkins? Please, can we send it to Barry? I just want him to see it because I don't think he understands what an impact he had on me that day and his film. So that that is someone that had a major, major impact on me in this film. This is like, that's really something because now that you mentioned it, I can see it, but I can also see you as well. And I think that that's, you know, as creators, that's the balance that we look to strike, right? We want to, you know, um, sort of exalt and admire those um, whose work we adore. And we also want to create something that says, oh, yeah, that's Jennifer. That's Jennifer Esposito right there. You know, I see that. And I think that you've done that with Fresh Kills. Fresh Kills is definitely one of my favorite films that I've seen this year. Uh, and I've been on a real like transgressive cinema kick. And I just think that women do it the best, um, mainly because we're angry. And you know what? I, I agree with you, but it's also, you know what? Because we're creators. Right. creators we're supposed to be creating but isn't that why they fear us so much i right. mean that's why that they're that you know we have that anger but we also have that empathy yes. there where we feel these things on a deeper level so we're able to visualize them yes. and examine them you know in a different way not that male directors and writers can't do that because there have exactly. been some great examples exactly. of those paths exactly but we do it yep and yep. we do it you know it comes to us just so much easier you know and there is positive and negative within that but it does exist it is there and so is there any updates that you can give us about the film like is it still hitting the festival circuit Yes, yes, yes. There's a big festival coming for us. I can't say which one it is yet, but um, yes, we're still in the festival circuits because of the strike and everything in the world, in the insanity. We are not sold yet, which is um, quite incredible. But we um, we are literally, listen, I've said, I said this a long time ago um, when we were I couldn't even begin Val one day, not on air. We'll have a drink and I'll tell you what really like really how deep this went. But I literally said one day when the movie, it, like I said, we should have, it should have been dead. And I said to this producer, her name is Leslie Owen, the one that got in the trenches with me. And I said to her, I said, listen, I've learned on this that I am not driving this thing, this 
woman, this entity that I have created called Fresh Kills, this bitch has a life of her own and she's going to do exactly what she wants to do. I really physically feel like she's got her own agenda and energy and she knows what's best. So I just follow her lead. So I just believe that she's figuring out where she's going to wind up because everything that has gone on that me as a human going, oh my God, like stop, trust the universe, trust what is happening, trust the energy. And you know what? Trust the people because we were in the Hamptons Film Festival. We were up against every big movie out right now. Every, everyone, everyone, every single one, they were all there. And the audience chose us as best feature. They chose us. I also got a, got a, a award from New York Women in Film for Excellence in Directing. And then, we just, and then we, thank you. And then we just won um, San Diego Film Festival, the biggest award, which is the Artistic Director's Choice. So we beat every, every film, every short, every gala film, every, so I just have, every time I get in my head or get stupid and look at the business and like, why is that sold? Or a nonsense comment comes back to us like, we love this movie, but there's no stars and there's no, there's no male big lead. And there's, you know, it's really a coming of age film and nobody cares about a coming of age, like the, the most ridiculous because I'm seeing what this film is doing with audiences, men, women, any culture, they're relating to it. And why they're relating to it, A, because it has heart. And B, it's what I'm saying. It's people love that genre and they're seeing a new part of that genre, which they've never seen. Females actually showing and who they are in this mafia genre. But it's that underneath that what I'm speaking about is that 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 person who just strives for more than what they're told they're supposed to be. And every single one of us knows that on some level. And that's what it's hitting. And so I'm just going to step my ass out of the way and let her do what she needs to do. And she will eventually find a place that is right. Um, and it's, you know, just getting it over the gate because once the people get it, I, I've been in pretty much every single time it has shown and I ride the wave with each audience and each audience is either crying and yelling and, 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 and laughing and cheering and then heart, heart filled and want to talk about it afterwards. And that's the kind of movie I want to see. That's what I want to see. That's what I want to do. That's what I want to be in. That's what I want to direct. That's what I want to make. So I just have to believe that with all of that good energy going in the right direction, it has to just win. I have to believe that. And one of the things that I, that you didn't mention that I want to mention is that I was sitting in the audience with a friend and we were just sort of marveling out over how quintessentially New York the film is we get so little I mean the 90s was a big time for New York in cinema you had your you know you had everything from your juices to your good fellas to you know every sort of culture was being spotlit in the 90s in New York 
And we really need to bring that back. And I think Fresh Kills is really doing that. It's representing women. It's representing New York culture. Um, the, 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 the sort of attitude we have about hustle, survival, you know, moving forward, pushing forward. That is really the New York way. And I, I just, you know, I'm just letting people out there know that, you know, what, if you can get your hands on Fresh Kills, if you can go see it, I, I recommend it. It's one of the best films I've seen this year. It's definitely in my top uh, 10 of the year. And, you know, I've Jennifer Esposito is, is a, a treasured talent, uh, consistent actress in the business and deserves your your eyes and ears on a piece of work that you know is a labor of love so i'm just letting the audience know i am i am edifying you uh my friend thank you i really like it means the world to me that everyone likes it and everything that i've heard but very very special coming from you because i know you you tell the truth and that's what i love it's 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 really it means the world to me it really means the world to me bill thank you and, you know, being in touch with you has been great. I've learned so much and I've gotten to celebrate with, you know, with you in the winds of the film. So I'm really excited and I'm really happy for you and excited to see where things are going to go. People are bugging if they're not putting their hands all over this. But I think that the right person, the right people are going to come along and give the film what it needs. I agree. I agree. I agree. I'll Believe me, I didn't come this far to stop. So... I'll get it out there. And like you said, there's a special kind of New York hustle, especially being from Brooklyn and Staten Island and running from mob kids my whole life, that we don't stop. I I'll be bruised and bloody, but I'm not stopping. So somebody, you know, might as well come and get me because <laughs> I'm not going away. So I'm just going to keep doing it, especially now knowing, like I said, now I know I know I can do it. And I did it pretty much on my own for the first half until this producer got there. So yeah, we're we're good. We're just uh we're just gonna we're gonna be patient and let the universe do what it needs to do. Thank you so much for coming on the scene to scene podcast and chatting with me. It was such a pleasure uh for you to take some time out of your day and just you know vibe with me about how you're feeling about this industry, about making films and about being inspired. Thank you, Val. Seriously, I I I really all my heart. Thank you so much. <laughs>